right. Well, welcome to Birds of a Feather Winging It. This is an offshoot of the regular Birds of a Feather show. Your regularly scheduled show happens every two weeks, and this happens in the weeks in between. Why? Well, because we figured you might like more. And you know what? We have more to give. So, And we're uh, capitulating to the pressure of the higher-ups in FMR. Yeah. Well, that's, that's actu- <laughs> actually the truth, yes. They're saying they demand more, and we said, well, you know, what do we have left to give? We will squeeze some additional... You're killing us. You're killing us. You're asking us to make bricks without straw here, you know? <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, so you might think, well, what the hell are you going to talk about? You talk about everything under the sun on your actual show. And on your offshoot show, what might you talk about? Well, today we are going to talk about album covers. So some of the best album covers of all time. I'm going to ask you, David, so start thinking about it. When I say best album covers, ones that really move you or that stay with you, I want you to start to provide us with some. I have a few that stay with me that are iconic. And then I have some personal favorites, of course. And then, of course, I have a list of some of the most famous, iconic. I have a top 50. I might have a top 50 that I'll peruse and share. But I thought this would be a fun conversation because you and I both have a love of the art that is included with albums, right? So now that we've gone digital, of course you have the digital art, but we were looking at your records last time we recorded and there was something to opening it and looking at it and getting the posters and pulling the pullouts and seeing, you know, all the lyrics and there's just something magic about it. And maybe it's because we grew up with it. I don't know, but I'm, I kind of miss that even with CDs while they're beautiful they're not the same as having the vinyl which is why I kind of have a love of vinyl and which is why vinyl is coming back right you know? exactly which is so I thought this would be a good conversation between the two of us some of those iconic album covers so do any come to mind right now and why do they stay with you and I truly didn't know that subject was going to come up, but right. I presciently oh. was jotting down that very thing on an index card. You know I love writing on index cards every day. I was just starting to think, which ones are my favorites? Really? Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'd post about them. Maybe I'd whatever. But uh, absolutely. And I did have a few that were written on there. Uh, wow. I don't know what makes for a great album cover. I kind of like seeing the band presented, the artist presented in some way, mm. and some just visually striking, uh, graphically innovative, or, you know, at least intriguing way. Right. And uh, there are a few that come to mind immediately. I've always said Deep Purple Burn is one of my all-time favorites, although some people detest it. It's a very cool presentation of the band in the form of candles made to look like the members. Uh, on the cover, the candles are... Uh, unburned and on the back there sort of melted down and of all my life I've wanted to have a set of deep purple burn candles really? without ever looking to see if such a thing existed I've always wanted to have a, a set of deep purple burn candles and uh, so that's uh, well, absolutely one of my favorite album covers uh, Edgar Winter Group Shock Treatment mm. just that beautiful plain white backdrop and the guys dressed in those freaking awesome clothes Dudes in the seventies knew how to dress. I'm telling you. Well, and, then Edgar uh, Winter though has the the great iconic hair, oh. facial hair, and he just you know he looks the part. The, and the outfit he's wearing on the cover of this, and Rick Derringer looks totally badass on the cover. Uh, Dan Hartman with that glittery awesome suit 
with the star. I mean, it's just the greatest thing I've ever seen. They look sensational, and I, of course, it's one of my favorite albums too, one of my most listened albums to in life. Uh, and so that's another one. Just I don't know what these albums do to make you want to hear the contents. It isn't that they're both great albums. They are. They're very, very excellent right. albums. But the covers are just, they just capture everything. This is what a rock record cover really ought to look like, you know, and something about them intrigues me. Another one, am I supposed to say another one? Of course. Another one would be Kisses Hotter Than Hell. I just, I love the fact, again, in all of these, the common denominator, the band is on the cover. And uh, they just look incredibly awesome. And the Japanese characters all around and the freaky images and the, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, the, it is printed in two languages and everything just looks so exotic and so glam and so awesome at the time. I mean, the, the, the music on the record just melted my face and the cover still is just a thrill. I wish I had it on 12. I wish I had it on vinyl because just to have it big, the cover, the cover art is so gorgeous. And the back is pretty snappy too. So uh, speaking of backs, a, uh, one band seems to absolutely nail the back cover hmm. and make it more intriguing than the one on the front. What? Yes, Alice Cooper, the back cover of Killer, is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. The front is just a snake. Okay, it's a, one of the greatest records of all time, but the front is just a snake. The back is the band looking unbelievably cool. Uh, just totally... The hair is everywhere. The snake is everywhere. They just look beautiful. You mm. know? And the back cover of Love It to Death, the same thing. They're all just standing there in these awesome rags. There were guitars and Michael Bruce with his hand in his hair. <laughs> and they just look so completely just like the baddest fuckers that ever lived. <laughs> On the back cover, the front was okay, but nothing, nothing, uh, nothing to write mama about. But uh, I'm trying to think of what the fourth one I had written down was. It'll come to me, but what about you? Well, allow me, I will get to some of mine in just a second, but allow me to say, you know, one of the things I remember when I was younger, when we had record stores, Sniff Sniff, Tower Records, blah, 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 where I used to go, you know, and peruse records. Now, we still have them, you know, we still have them, but they're not like in every shopping mall and stuff like we used to have. But I used to go, and I remember there would be some records that I didn't know, right? I had no idea what they were, but the cover art got me to go look at it and kind of check it out. And like, you know, I would even talk to my friends about it later. I'm like, so I saw this record, and it was by this band. It had like this cool stuff on it. And they're like, oh my God, you have to get that. Or I had this record. Or so it started conversations that I normally wouldn't have had because if, you know, it was striking. And so I think... Basically, the movie High Fidelity come to pretty life. Pretty much, yeah, High Fidelity yeah, come yeah. to life. Yes, exactly. Excellent point. You know, so I think there's something to it. That when when we, if we could talk about our musical ventures for a minute, because that's not off limits, nothing is off limits and winging it. No, not a winging it. So, you know, when we're thinking about, you know, what we're going to do for our cover art for our albums, so many things go into that decision. We want it to encapsulate the feeling of everything that's on there, but that's often difficult, right, in one one image, right? And we're not the kind of band to put our faces on the front cover. We're more of a here, we want to kind of give it to you and be abstract, and we want you to kind of figure out where we're going and listen to the music to guide you. And, you know, we don't really want it to be our faces. You know, we want it more to be some sort of a deep statement being made on the front cover. We don't want it to be giveaway. For example, Bleed Like Us, 
it's a doll face that's all like kind of cracked and and all that kind of stuff because for us you know it's us really connecting with the world if you will in one way or another and of course it's an offshoot of our title track bleed like us right which is about you know robots that look like humans but don't you just hate those i hate those it's creepy as (laughs) fuck but it's weird because you know i looked through so many pictures and i took so many pictures and i considered so many ideas and as soon as bruce and i saw that we went that's the cover that's the cover because it's like it's like innocence lost it's innocent shattered it's we are all broken we are all vulnerable now whether or not people are getting that when they see it is another story subconsciously they are i'm hoping and then when they listen to it hopefully they're getting some of the you know kind of what we're trying to put out there which is you know really kind of the human condition now i'm looking here at your cover for your record so will you talk a little bit about how you came up with it i mean that's how we come up with ours yeah it's funny you should mention that i was thinking about uh, as much as i like others to show themselves on their album covers like all my favorite ones that i just mentioned and in a few minutes i'm going to pick up that index card and see what the other one was because it's driving (laughs) me nuts um but on my own i generally don't like to feature myself uh my first three solo albums none of them have me on them one is a like a pizza oven with a a disc with a bunch of different genres written on it being put into you know cook in the oven and all this Mm -hmm. crap the soup kitchen second one was a map and the third one was just a picture of like odin or some shit you know sitting and being served uh, the king the supremacy album and my second wife hated that one. She's like, that's how I saw myself, you know, a king being served. You want to be served, you know. Oh, it's like, no, I don't, you know. <laughs> Have you ever seen me being served, you know? <laughs> You're like, that's funny, honey. <laughs> but I had those uh, royalty-free. I was mostly concerned with uh, getting a cover without being sued, you know. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I figured, well, if I do sell a million copies, I don't want to be sued or anything. I figured right. that was so likely. So I used a royalty-free clip art I have in a program that I bought uh, 16 years ago. And from that, I got four album covers, actually, none of which I appear on. Um, But I do make a little bit of a showing on the anthology cover, because I asked uh, Anthony Albanese, I said, uh, here's a picture of me playing a guitar, put a burning city or something behind me. And he has me towering over Tokyo with Godzilla on the the anthology uh, Oh Hell No album. And it's like... Okay, yeah, that's that's even better. Yeah, that's much much better. <laughs> but I'm not exactly the main attraction on that picture. I'm, I mean, my I'm in there, but uh, there's so much more going on. I mean, you got a prehistoric lizard and shit, you know, towering over the city. So um, yeah, I don't like to much appear on my album covers, and I kind of know where you're coming from on that one. I don't want to be the story. I'd rather point to the the journey, you know, of the music, and even if uh, my stuff isn't conceptual exactly you know i want the album to take you in a certain place uh, and it has to be bound up in a cover so i've told artists so many times uh who have like 90 songs in their playlist on reverb nation they never put out an album it's like why don't you just pick a bunch of them throw yeah. them together in a certain order with a cover give it a title give it a character give it a definition of its own and say this is my album so-and-so right and uh, virtually nobody listened to me on that, although um, Albert Bevia did. He put out two EPs, and I'm very nice. delighted to see him do that. But um, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't have a bunch of songs and not put out an album. I mean, I'd have to call it that because we grew up with album. The album is a beautiful thing. You know? It is. Absolutely. So what about Tell Me a Story that's behind you? 
Oh, which is yeah. what I've been oh. staring at all oh, this time. Oh, yes, yes. I've got a vinyl printing of Tell Me a Story behind me. The not even finished, anyway, album. It's only got 14 tracks finished out of 15. Uh, I still have another one in the offing, but I had it printed up on vinyl. That's another image uh, from the royalty-free clip art program I was talking about. Beautiful. Uh, this one I didn't uh, have to do anything to. I mostly didn't with the other ones either, except one I had to superimpose glasses on it. But uh, this one is pretty much straight out of the can, except for the titles I put on it, saying Professor P. Soup and Company, and uh, Tell Me a Story, in a really gorgeous font. I love that font it's there. Pretty font. Yeah, you know, it's called Vivaldi. How cool is oh, that? Oh, it's beautiful. Vivaldi, yeah. Speaking of which, we were talking about him earlier mm-hmm. on we another sure show. I mean, on another show, another show, whole know. different, whole different show. Yeah, so it's interesting. One of the things I always worry about that too. So instead of doing that, I've been taking my own photographs or creating my own graphic art for our, our covers. So whenever we do it, I do it, and it's very specific. It takes me months to create all of our cover art because you know typically we did the jewel cases right so you got the front and the back and then you've got the inside and you do you put the lyrics and you not then you've got the what i call the inside back and then the back back and then you've got the side so you know we still have all those from our old albums our previous albums that you know nobody buys them anymore but we still have tons of them and i work so hard so many hours we even have the barcodes on there so you could have them in stores and you know now it's all digital but at the time I'm telling you, we went through great pains to do it and and the layout and the design and what it looked like and how it read and did it convey. And I assume that that's what these artists are doing, you know, when they're, you know, conceptualizing their cover. And some of the ones that came to mind to me that were kind of iconic are any of the cover art for me that Queen has done. There are so many different iterations that all of them tickle me in one way or the other whether it's the band that's pictured or whatever they've conceptualized whatever they're trying to convey i love the queen album covers i really really do ah yes how could i have forgotten it's written on my index card i told you about it the other (laughs) day i remember what's going on in my head that i forgot the other top four album covers of all time deep purple burn edgar winter shock treatment kiss hotter than hell and, of course, how could I have forgotten? Another one, the band on the cover, Queen, Sheer Heart Attack. One of the most visually arresting images I've ever seen. Some just, might say arousing. Uh, it doesn't arouse me. It's a pretty hot picture. Well, I can understand where you feel that way, but it doesn't do anything for me. It's just something about the sweating mm-hmm. and the way they look, the staring and the sweating. It's yeah, just that's what does it for me, too, but in a different way. <laughs> big red letters, sheer heart attack. Oh, yeah. That was my introduction to Queen. So, yeah, that one's up there with the other four. So, you're right about the covers. They all do convey something they different. Do. I mean, a kind of magic, those goofy cartoons. I mean... Uh, the works uh the robot on news of the world the rather formal almost rsvp looking (laughs) covers of night at the opera and day at the races but uh then you've got the truly jarring image on the second one uh where they're all they're all like dead you know yes and it's uh it's just uh every one of them uh, makes its place. I mean, some of them aren't exactly 
set the world on fire, but they're always different and distinct. I think they even went out with a bang, uh, as we said on Birds of a Feather, we were talking about their swan song album, Innuendo. I think that had a pretty striking cover. Absolutely. The gesture type juggling it was just very good. So you're right, every single one of them. But yes, sorry to interrupt, but there it was. I couldn't think of it. I was actually going to have to get up, go across the room, get my index cards, because it was driving me crazy what that fourth album was. And there it was. You presented it to me on a silver platter. Thank you. Okay. Now well, I can say I just have to just take a moment to say this whole entire conversation then was rather prescient of me because you had already come up with your top four. I had no idea you were doing that. And then I brought this up as a topic for winging it. And even though having written it down before on index cards, I still screwed it up. <laughs> but yes, very prescient. Very yes, prescient. indeed. Well, the next one... Oh, you I was, say it was prescient of you. I think it was prescient of me. It was prescient, I think, of both of us, I think actually. of both. Yeah. I think we both get credit on that one. We get check one for you, check one for me. Prescience cred, yeah. <laughs> PC. Yep. Totally. So the next album cover that I really liked was Rumors, Fleetwood Mac. There's something like fluid and lyrical and beautiful and soft about it that I just... I absolutely love. And whenever I see it, it's striking. In fact, I tried to buy a t-shirt the other day that had it on it. And I just, they were out. As soon as I went to go order, they're like, this is no longer available. I was like, I'm going to get one. Uh, something else. And this one, you know, the people who don't like pop are going to turn up their nose at me. But Madonna's True Blue. Ugh. That album cover, I had some promotional printout of it. Uh, and on the back, it said True Blue. And I think I still have it in some box somewhere. And I had it up on my wall. And I remember every time I saw it, I'm like, she looks so beautiful. It's so sexy. It's so simple. I mean, the contrast and the sharpness. And her neck looks like it's like an alien neck. Like, I'm just like, what? how do you do that? I mean, I tried to emulate that when I was little. There was just no way you can do that beautiful pose. But there's something super striking about it and very beautiful. She just looks stunning in her hair and the highlights, you know. Uh, so that's another one for me. And if I might say, Please. I know people turn their nose up at Madonna. Madonna's great. Uh, I had first six or seven albums at one point, including Crew Blue. Uh, it's, it's just a knockout record. And the song, the title cut, Alone. Just a fantastic girl pop throwback uh, that, I mean, it's genius. It's just a great record all around. That's the one with La Isla Bonita mm -hmm. on it. Fantastic album. And you're right, the cover is striking. And, I mean, I understand that there are things about Madonna that people might not like, but the music really shouldn't be one of them. It's excellent. You know, I mean, I don't know how many people there are who've put out consistently good music for 30, 35 years like she has. So, you know, I mean, respect for that. You know. Agreed. Total respect. I agree. And again, another one where all of them do something for me. And I know you're going to jump in on this one. All of the album covers of Bowie do something for me. All of them. They're, again, they're so different. They're so striking. They're so incredible. And then when you listen to the album, it really comes to life. And so all of the Bowie album covers in one way or another, just absolutely arresting or striking or beautiful or haunting or disturbing. So he's another one where I just think there's so many. You know, and I'm sure there's some that rise to the top, but there's just so many. Mm. Other band that I feel the same way about is Led Zeppelin. I feel like they do such amazing artwork. So when I think of their body, we have Houses of the Holy. We have that framed in our house. Really? Because it's beautiful. We have a lot of album covers framed. We love album covers. It's a big thing in our home. So I just think they do a lot of really beautiful, different, and kind of really 
abstract sometimes, and I love that. Sometimes it's very, you know, obvious what they're going for, but sometimes it's really abstract, and I think that's really, really fun. And then the last one I had on my list was Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, of course. Because it was just, it's such an iconic image. It's everywhere. When I see it, I don't need to have you say, that's Pink Floyd. I know it's Pink Floyd. I see it. That That's Pink Floyd. So I like that album cover too. Very, very, you know, minimalist, if you will, but very yeah. powerful. Yeah, it, it isn't as if they invented the idea of light refracting through a prism. Right. But when you see it, it is indelibly imprinted upon the psyche of every human being on this earth. That's Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, which has spent like a historic record time on the charts uh, for like you know oh, 500 weeks or some crazy oh, yeah. nonsense like that but um it uh, it's a record everybody knows in fact christina even used a snatch of breathe in a recent promo those great promos she does on instagram yes correct uh, they sure fantastic did. stuff well it's it's so iconic it isn't that it's particularly clever it's not because it's just- the clever part is making a record so iconic that goes with that image as Correct. to transform our entire understanding of what that image is every Absolutely. time we see it, you know? And it's just like, it's the same thing with the Beatles. When you hear the word Beatle, you don't think of the insect anymore. You don't think of B- I don't. You don't think of B-E-E-T-L-E. Well, you know you've changed society and the global lexicon and everybody's perception of a very simple insect word <laughs> when even an automotive textbook I saw had, uh, so you're working on a 1968 Beetle, B-E-A-T-L-E. I mean, we're talking about Volkswagens and E-E-E. spelling it B-E-A-T-L-E. <laughs> I mean, you know, yep. that's not how it was that's spelled. Not it. <laughs> it's based on the insect. This is same thing with the Prism and Pink Floyd. And they've had some other interesting album covers, but that one, I think because of the music on it because of the song order because of the composition because of the thread that binds the whole thing together i mean the way it culminates in brain damage i mean you know it's it's just one of those records and uh you can't deny its place and again transforming something simple that they had nothing to do with into making it their own the prism now belongs to them you know that's right it (laughs) does and uh incredibly enough you see that and it's the first thing you think it is so uh i gotta give him credit for that it is uh just a beautiful and arresting album and oddly enough i don't have it. I have the record, but I don't have the cover. So how mm. stupid is that? <laughs> it happens. So now that we've revealed some of our top album covers, I'm going to say some, and I want a visceral response. We may not talk about them. We may, but I just want your visceral response to some of these. And hopefully you can visualize them as I say them. So uh, what about... We already did Rumors, because it's brilliant. Well, Rumors is, and I like how the continuation of the general visual theme from the first album that they did with Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham. I don't know how to describe it, but that particular album style that began with the first album, uh, self-titled Fleetwood Mac album, that was continued on Rumors before they dropped that and went another direction. But both of those, I think, pretty striking album covers. But uh, yes, go ahead. Metallica, Master of Puppets. I'm not that impressed with it. I think it's kind of cheesy. It is cheesy, but it was 1986. Yeah. So I think they probably used something and superimposed something over it. I saw them on that tour, by the way. I was actually paid to see them on that tour. I was a security guard. And uh, that was my assignment for the night, to go to a theater in Port Jervis, New Jersey. And uh, no alcohol served, so the miners could go in, which one of the bands commented on. said, I love the dry shows because the miners come in. Everybody goes fucking crazy. (laughs) Uh, It was uh, Overkill played... And uh, Anti and Overkill and the headliners Metallica. And I saw the guy, I'll never forget this, I saw the guy from Overkill and the crowd afterwards and I said, you guys were really great. And he said, if you think we were great, where do you see Metallica? 
And uh, I really, I, I love to hear that. Uh, so, yeah. That's really awesome. I love that, those kinds of stories. All right. Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen cover. It's basically it's his, a pretty good it's butt. a pretty good cover yeah well it's a pretty good cover I mean it isn't his butt like George Michael's faith is his butt you know uh, well the video I mean not the cover but I don't, um, have any I don't think uh, I don't think the boss is uh, peddling his butt on this one um, I think it's a pretty good album cover I I kind of prefer Born to Run because I like him and Clarence Clemens kind of there it's very minimalist but they look really pretty sharp so uh, that might be a preference but Born in the USA is well done I would say. I like it, actually. I don't know why, but it's like apple pie. It's very American. It's very kind of, you know, I don't know, kind of <laughs> every man, you know, every every person, you know, every, you know, blue collar worker. I just, I found it really appealing. I am not a Springsteen fan, but I do think it's a really strong album cover. What about the album cover, Pearl? Janis Joplin's mm-hmm. Pearl. Yeah, I think that's a great one. That is just a classic. I mean, you know, the title, well, isn't that her, like her middle name or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I should have known that, but I was, see, I did know it, but I you didn't did know, know that know I knew it. it. I like the way she's dressed because it's timeless. It's like, you know, is she like a lady from, you know, the past? Is she, is it today? Is it, yeah. uh, I mean, is it 1967, eight, whatever? She's kind of like a madam to me. Like a, yeah, you it's, know? uh, it's like, is she some fancy lady, some shady lady? It's, uh, right. But somebody who, who likes to present in that way, you know, who likes to really uh, go big and, and, and look a certain way. And, and you know, it, it's a great album, and uh, the cover suits it, I think. Uh, much, I think so, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Pearl's a like good one. I like that she's smiling on it. There's yeah. something about that. Normally, you know, you get the brooding or the serious look, but she's smiling on it, and I think that's great. From backs, we go to fronts. Rolling Stones, Sticky Fingers. Oh, Lord. This one hasn't aged well. I mean, uh, there are a lot of album covers, and, and I'm not going to say anything because some of them might come up in the list. But um, Sticky Fingers, I don't mind the jeans part. Well, the title, honestly, I don't like the title anymore. I've kind of outgrown that. I think it's kind of gross, you know. But uh, especially considering the album came with a working fly at one point and <laughs> underwear on the inside. I, I mean, that. there are a number of things that just don't age well. You grow up and you look back and it's like, oh, wow, spitting blood. How utterly ridiculous and stupid. <laughs> and he still does it, too. And oh, wow, smashing guitars and oh, wow, you know, vulgar album covers and stuff like that. I just don't think it's cool anymore. But um, the, well, the album is, of course, is absolute masterpiece. But... Uh, of course, they don't think so. They don't like anything. It's like, oh, well, I don't know why people like Exile on Main Street, because it's genius. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Oh, it doesn't mix good, and, and uh, I don't like Satanic Majesties either. Well, jeez. <laughs> don't tell us that. Yeah. Uh, will you be pro- Again, yourself. will you be processing my refund? That's the question. <laughs> if you have that much regret. You know. Give me back that time yeah, in my yeah. youth where I fell in love with that and listened to it every day. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Sticky Fingers, I guess it's okay. Uh, as is, I'd prefer that it didn't open up and have underwear in it and everything, but I would far, far take as, yes, I'm sure as misogynist or whatever as it might be, I like uh, It's Only Rock and Roll better as a cover, but I like Goat's Head Soup better, too. Uh, really, one of the better album covers they've had was Exile on Main Street. It's just a Desert Island album, and it's got a similar... Similarly, urban cover like Physical Graffiti, I, I love that. Uh, Sticky Fingers, yeah, it's good. 
just keep your pants on. <laughs> See, I actually really think it's kind of cute and sexy and fun and playful. And I like that the little, the fly comes down. I thought that was really I guess fun. I'm an old square. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was fun back then, but now that you're another one was 60. Well, you know, actually, I, I tell the audience you're a goody two-shoes, but really, you've kind of gone rogue. I mean, folks, the other day, <laughs> we went out to get coffee, like before, uh, not a show, but before show talk, you know, a show meeting. And, you know, we had to get across from the street from the coffee shop back to her car. And she walks right down the middle of the block, brazenly strutting across. Uh, I mean, jaywalking. I mean, I know she's taking the bird thing a little too far. Jaywalking. And I'm like, <laughs> who are you? And, and, well, uh, and now. I, I thought I knew you. And it's like later on, she's driving like parking garage Steve McQueen. It was really scary. So, uh, And now I've gone and done a purple ombre. So, and, and now she likes album covers with pants on them and zippers and flies and everything. I'm telling you, I'm just... Uh, I know, you're at a I'm loss. I'm so disillusioned. Here. I know, I can tell. I hope you don't quit winging it <laughs> as a result of my brazen behavior. Well, even if I don't, I'll know I should have. So, yeah. yes, go. <laughs> I'll regret it forever. Yes. Um, so, what about Judas Priest's British Steel? It's it's cleverly minimalist. I kind of like it. It's like advertisement. I mean, album covers are advertisement. If they can somehow, even by being moronic, get the message into your head, the silliest commercials are the ones that stick with us the most. Um, which is why Geico is so effective. <laughs> <laughs> and those, remember those Budweiser commercials back yes, in the day with the little yes. frogs and yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the silliest things are they the do. most effective. And you see a, a cover like British Steel; it's just a big blade. You know? That's it. Yeah. And you go, yeah, that's Judas Priest. But British you, Steel. You, they I kind look of at own it. And it. I go, yeah. I yeah, just... they kind of own the blade, like Floyd owns the uh, prism. It's amazing. There it yeah, is. it's theirs. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a good one. Yeah. Agreed. What about? Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It really, it deserves the hype. I think it's a it's a wonderful cover. All the people on it. I mean, uh, everybody, Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, all, I you mean, know, all of you. The yeah. fact that the doll has a sweater that says the Rolling Stones on it. Yes. I mean, it's just a beautiful album cover and uh, well thought out. And even if it weren't, even if it were random people, it's just, it looks great. It takes you to, into a place where there is such a band who's been going in and out of style and the fourth wall is intact and you're going someplace with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, not the Beatles, just like they intended. And uh, it's very, very effective, I got to say. Um, and in that regard, I suppose I'll have to give a little bit of an edge to them over their Satanic Majesty's request, which uh, came out the same year and was deemed as nothing but a cheap copy, even by the Rolling Stones themselves, of Sgt. Pepper, which it isn't, of course. But uh, they're sitting there with their goofy uh, wizard outfits on and everything. It's kind of funny, actually. But Sgt. Pepper is a great cover. Uh, I thought you were going to name another Beatles one, but Sgt. Pepper is probably their best one, I would think. I mean, it's really compelling. Really beautiful and very like, uh, I mean, I could look at it and always find something new, which I really think is fun. Uh, So Nirvana's Nevermind. Uh, You know, I could do without the kid, the baby dick thing. I mean... (laughs) Honestly, and you know the the, the dollar bill and the fishbowl. I love that record. I got to tell you, I love that record. But I could so do without the cover. I mean, when you could see it from a mile away, you can see it, you know, completely blurred, and you'd know exactly that's Nirvana, and the songs would start just hitting you hard. Oh and yeah, that's true. It it's an album because of the music. 
but it's not an album cover that I like in and of itself, like all the ones we mentioned. No, no, don't care for that cover much. <laughs> I gotcha. I, I, I feel the same. We couldn't have it where the baby was just not anatomically correct. I mean, just, just. Yeah. I think the baby's kind of cute. Angle, I, you know. Angle, yes. Angle it a little bit better. I think what you're referring to with regard to the Beatles is Abbey Road. <coughs> Bless hey. you. Yes, uh, because it is, you know, it's just one of those, uh, it's often parodied, it's, uh, you see it everywhere, all the kids are wearing shirts with Abbey Road, and right. it's just guys walking across the street, but there's something about it, it's just, you see uh, the band is there, you want to see them, Paul's barefoot, so what? Uh, I don't. I never got into that kind of thing. They obviously had a lot of fun at uh, people's expense about that, you know, Yeah. Uh, which uh, Lennon did especially. But it's knowing what's on the record. It's such a it's such a masterpiece. It's everything a rock album can be, and it's a great image of the guys. So uh, that's one. Uh, probably Peppers is more striking, though. I mean, it's there's a lot to see there. That's true. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Okay, so I have two more album covers I want to talk to you about because they both involve artists doing the artwork and one is Rio Duran Duran so this was actually designed for Duran Duran by Nagel a very very famous artist still today obviously but in the 80s um, and early 90s he was very very big and everyone who was anyone had a Nagel in their house um, so that's one so what are your thoughts on that and then I'm going to share the other one well to me it actually I can picture this being Rio. I mean, first of all, I love it. I love when art is created for a particular cover. And in addition to, we talked about where some of my, where my album covers came from, but I've had some single art that was created for me for the particular songs by artists. And it's always really special to have that happen. Uh, like House on a Hill Somewhere imagery was uh, done by the lady who sings it, Diane Slaughterline. And she did uh, artwork for a song that we did together called Fairy Dust. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, thing with this fairy image. It's fantastic. So it's always nice when that happens. Rio, to me, totally works. I can just picture the girl described in the song being that, okay? I mean, it doesn't necessarily look like the music would sound like it does. Right. But once you know, it's right. the association is, uh, is solid. And you accept it because of the connection, not because... It, it you think think of it out of the gate. It's right. just like band titles, band names uh, seem really lame <laughs> until you associate them with bands. I mean, imagine like I've, I think we talked about this before. Imagine if we had a band. Let's get a band together and call ourselves the Cars. It's like that <laughs> sucks. So stupid. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I think we talked about that on another show. But <laughs> we did. Uh, it's just like, hey, look at this image. Uh, but you've heard our stuff, electronic pop rock yeah, synths and everything exactly uh but yeah well, that's rio to me so yeah it totally works what's the other one the other one is the velvet underground and nico which not, was not the banana yeah andy yeah. warhol yeah so that's another one that was created for for them well maybe not exactly for them but they, they used have, it they must have been thrilled they had to have been thrilled yeah <laughs> so what not, about so not, that i don't one? think i would i wouldn't have been so thrilled i think it's uh, it's lame. It's not that Andy Warhol has never done any good art, but most of it is just the kind of thing that's, you know, pretentious New York upper echelon twaddle. Is like, hey, look at that. Isn't that ingenious? <laughs> no, it really isn't. Oh, well, you were talking about Andy Warhol. Of course, he designed Sticky Fingers. Right. Yeah. Ain't got no problem with that one. <laughs> the, the Velvet Underground with Nico thing, the, the banana. I'm sorry. that. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be... 
you know, humorous. It's supposed to be artistic. It's supposed to be all of that. Well, it only works because of what it is. It has a, it has a history. It comes with not baggage. I wouldn't call it, but I mean, it comes mm-hmm. with uh, you know, it comes bearing gifts. It is any record that <laughs> you, no matter what kind of crap the cover is, when you know a body of work and you associate it with an image. You accept it. I mean, it gets you know. It's like it's almost like it's grandfathered in or something. True, it's, I get it. It totally works, even if it's like really stupid, right? Like sticky fingers. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I it, apparently it didn't come up, but I was going to say the one that really, honestly, what a what a colossal mistake was. Who's next? It's a terrible, terrible cover. Uh, but you you, you kind of when you see it you get a little oh yeah because of the music on it the cover sucks I mean it's <laughs> it's not the kind of image that should ever see the light of day but there it is uh, representing it is. Uh, this uh, classic album which you know I know you're probably not that big into but you understand it's, it's a do. significant record of course but um, of course which they were selling in Winko they were selling in a grocery store the other day <laughs> vinyl is back to the point where they're selling it in grocery stores you know? yes it's like twenty eight dollars or whatever get your own copy of who's next and a head of lettuce (laughs) hey you know what if there's no record stores we've got to have to just create a hybrid yeah well walmart uh, walmart guitar center you know true there you go and of course you can always order them online but they're back and i've got some i've got well i've got tons of old vinyl as we have discussed before i got new vinyl too some yes one of them is burn i have a brand new copy of burn very nice We also collect a lot of vinyl, so we have several, oh my gosh, several piles of vinyl. So that actually concludes our discussion about covers, unless you have anything else to add. What I want to do, and the entire spirit behind these, are for us to talk about what we want to talk about, aside from indie music, just talking about mainstream music, talking about us talking about our art, talking about why we create art. So we hope you like this. And also what we'd like to do is we'd like to hear from you what your favorite album covers are. Yours, your, your favorite, the ones you hate, the ones that resonate with you. We want to know. Send it to both on air or go ahead at, well, both on air at gmail.com or go ahead and post it on our wall, uh, Birds of a Feather, absolutely, or on our Instagram account. And uh, I'll solicit that more uh, with a shiny, special, pretty ad of some sort. But we'd like to hear from you. Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, ones that the audience hates. Of course, we'd love to hear those too. Absolutely, we're not we're not these, you know, you know, hearts and flowers types that we don't <laughs> want to say stuff doesn't suck because some some stuff does. At least does. opinions, and I think it's fun for people to give their opinions. I don't take it personally if they have no taste and they don't like the stuff I like. Right, but, likewise, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> but it would be it's easier to think of uh, music that you hate than covers. I, I I was thinking, okay, what album covers do I really hate? Off the top of my head, I'm not thinking of any. I could think of a thousand, except for who's next, uh, a thousand that I like. Uh, it's funny that it would be that one. But um, I think of a million that I like, but none that I really hate. But hey, if anybody's got any ideas out there, there are some ones that are just laughable and embarrassing and awful, I'm sure. And every once in a while, somebody will post a, an article on Facebook and they'll be showing these really cringy album covers. Right. You know, I mean, any album cover with a bunch of naked dudes on it doesn't work for me. Probably uh, not. Like, yeah, I mean, like this was Pablo Cruz or something. This is some great pop group. There's just a bunch of guys standing around without their shirts. And it's like, you know what? That's... We're good. That's that's no good. Okay. I mean, <laughs> sheer heart attack is one thing. We 
have a little bit of chest there and everything, but they're dressed. Okay, <laughs> it's not it's not one of those things. You know, it just looks awesome. But um, yeah, so let us know what your favorites are. We're probably going to go. Wow, that's a great one. Why yes, didn't we, did we think of that? Oh, there's so many, so many classics. So yeah, let us know. So now what we're going to do is we are going to remind you that Birds of a Feather happens every two weeks. Our next show is August 14th, and this show will happen on the in-between weeks. So you're going to get Birds of a Feather, the original, or Birds of a Feather winging it. So you will never go a week without us again. (laughs) And please also let us know what you think of this particular show. All hope is lost. (laughs) And also, if you have any ideas for what you'd like us to talk about, also drop those to us at bofonair at gmail.com. So that only leaves for you to say, Let's fly this coop. Or is it the coop? Should it be the coop? That's fine. I think it's good either way. This has been Birds of a Feather on Fusion Music Radio.